Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. It is an exciting day today, and we're having a one-hour experience with a wonderful woman from uh, raised in Jordan, Minnesota. And the Hope Interface Center comes from Mankato, Minnesota, in Minnesota as well. And so um, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Lori Wondra. She is a psychic medium. She is an energy healer, metaphysical and shamanic practitioner. She is a teacher and an author and a motivational speaker and a corporate executive consultant. Laurie's earliest memories are about talking about and talking with Michael the Archangel. In the hallways of school, when I read that, I got chills up and down my spine when she was <laughs> only in second grade. And in the fourth grade, she began to channel and write with the help of the lovely green energy that later became known to her as Archangel Gabriel and the collective light. For as long as she can remember, she's been able to see loved ones that have crossed over, and today she uses these wonderful, wonderful gifts that she has as a clear channel while working with other people from all over the world to help them connect with their loved ones, angels, and guides. And her ability to tune into a variety of frequencies of the universe has allowed her to share this information and her wonderful, wonderful, deep, sincere insight about the past, about the present, and about the future. Lori is acknowledged, um, an acknowledged master working with crystals, which I hope to ask her some questions about, and other energy healing modalities of the universe. Lori has had the opportunity to learn and sit beside tribal elders in Peru, Argentina, Brazil, North America. There she expanded her passion of helping Earth, Gaia Mama Earth, and her people by the use of nature and the cosmos. She is a conduit between both of these worlds and uses her gifts to bring healing and light to all that she touches. On top of all that, which I thought was pretty amazing, for over 30 years, Lori has worked in large global corporations, running information technology departments, and leading successful teams in engineering, manufacturing, financial, travel, and hospitality. She left that full-time corporate role a number of years ago to follow her deep, deep passion, her sacred contract for teaching, traveling, and doing her spiritual work. But she still yet provides executive consulting to these corporate uh, organizations for strategy, change, leadership, and large-scale information. So she is very passionate for people. And she's here to provide all of us today at this uh, wonderful time information and guidance for our lives as well. So I'm just going to ask everybody to open up your hearts who's listening to this, opening up your pineal and pituitary gland and your all of your chakras. 
to invite the essence and the information that is coming in through Lori Wandra. Thank you for joining us, Lori. Oh, thank you so very much, Hope, for inviting me. It's just a pleasure to be here with you today. Well, I um, everybody knows, I think already, who's tuning in, that the talk today is going to be on energy and angels and the elements. And one of the things that I wanted to talk a little bit about one of my other Zoom classes is White Eagle had given us instructions, and um, one of the and he is a Hopi Indian leader, and he has talked about that this moment in humanity is that we are all experiencing now can be considered a door or a hole, and the decision mm-hmm. to fall into that hole or or walk through the doorway belongs to us. And so I just wanted to ask you a question about what do you think is happening right now with the Lion's Portal gateway opening and all the energies of the earth that's happening? Mm, Big questions. And I love that message (laughs) of the gateway, right? Because we do Mm -hmm. have free will. So we can always choose to go forward or to stay where we are or even to fall backwards into old frameworks or old patterns. And so right now, not only the the Lion's Gateway right now, because that opens up every year in August, but this year it's pivotal because we're also on the precipice of the age of Aquarius that's been ushering in for the last few years and the season of retrogrades that we're in right now are holding us in this pattern of change, are holding us in this place of healing our ancestral wounds, our childhood imprints, our memories of past that don't serve us in future lifetimes or don't serve us in this lifetime anymore. And so we're given that choice to go forward it through the doorway into create something that's beneficial to humanity for forever for going forward or to hold on to those old patterns and wounds of our past but it's our choice and we are given information from the helpers of the universe they're they're so powerful around us now helping us be strong during this because it's hard change is hard for humanity and the uncovering and the unearthing of things that we're seeing about ourselves or about our ancestors or about our patterns that are uncomfortable to look at and we we want to sweep them under the rug we want to ignore them but spirit is not allowing us to do that right now so the lion's gateway is you know we think about august is the number eight and that's infinity and that's all about looking in all directions, past, present, and future, forever, and how do we use this energy of infinity to create change right now? So is this what's happening with, because uh, one of the questions that came in to ask you, is this what's happening with these new COVID variants, you know, the Delta variants? Like people thought that everything was calm, and now the Delta variants and everything's coming up and over Again, is this still the great awakening of the giving us a chance to heal? Yeah, it it certainly is. So we can go into the science. And one of the the 30-plus years in information technology and in technology engineering companies is knowing the science behind some of this. And if we go back to our DNA, 
and the strands of our DNA, actually only two of our strands of DNA are fully activated. And as we evolve as humans, you know, we like to think we're done. We're very evolved as as human beings, but we're still evolving through lifetimes. And as we become more evolved, those other strands of our DNA become activated. And in our brain capacity power, we only use 5 to 10% of our full brain capacity. So there's, there's lots of expansion there for us to learn about our physical body, but then we're also learning about our energy, our emotional body, our mental body, our connection to the astral plane. We're becoming more aware that we are energy and we vibrate and that energy interacts with everything. So how perfect for the divine universe to introduce to this planet a virus that simply by breathing we impact other people. I mean, think about that. That is, it's mind-boggling that just is some, something as simple as our breath and that exchange of that thing that we do every day shows us how intermingled we are. And it brings us more into that awareness of all our actions. As simple as a breath can impact thousands and millions of people. So that's so true with other aspects of our energy, the water we drink, the places we go, the steps that we take. Everything interacts with everything. And coming into awareness of that, our emotions, if we're happy and we emit love out into the universe, that's a vibration and that sends that out to the universe versus if we're angry and gossipy or those types of things, that's a vibration. And so the universe, part of our evolution is wanting us to be fully aware of our interaction with everything and how the simplest things can impact us. I have interviewed many, many people, and no one has answered that question like you, which makes the most Ah. sense to me energetically. What a teaching. I just hope I just got chills all over. (laughs) I just got chills. So thank you for this opportunity because my direction is to channel the messages of the wisdom of the universe. And sometimes we think we're bad, we're being punished. It's, you know, humanity is paying off some of our, our karmic, you know, things that we've done in past lifetimes. But it's not. It's We're all here to be part of this evolution and coming into awareness of that. And that includes the awareness of our power. Hmm. How dynamic that is. So would you... Mm-hmm. Would you define God or goddess of the divine feminine as an energy? Like if I would ask you, how do you define God? What would that answer be? I I define God as an energy of source. And Hmm. however people are comfortable with that, whether it's goddess or God or universe, it's where we find that source. And since we all come from that source, we are that source. But it also feeds us. Does that that help? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I considered energy, energy, energy as well. It's just frequency and vibrational energy. Right. Right. And and so sometimes, you know, I grew up, in in my bio, I, I grew up, 
Catholic. I had an uncle that was a priest, and I was very fortunate to be born into that household to have those resources because I could debate those. You know, I remember in second grade debating with my uncle the priest about the concept of God, the concept of death, of hell and heaven. And I think back now, I'm like, I'm lucky they didn't lock me up at that age. <laughs> but I, I was very gifted to be able to have people around me that I could challenge or I could ask those questions to. And I think that's part of our humanity is that we have those resources around us that we can ask those questions and that we can find the answers that make sense to us. That somebody else's answer to that definition of what is God might not be your definition of what that source or energy is. And I think that's also part of our evolution is understanding that there's not just one answer for everybody. It's not one size fits all. It's we're all coming into what makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So did your family accept your gifts when you were that young, when you were only in second grade and fourth grade channeling, and were they confused of who you were or what you were doing? Very confused. And oftentimes uh, it was defined as I had a very creative imagination. I spent a lot of time by myself. I had a lot of older siblings, and we lived out in the country, and so it was, all, it was very natural to be outside in nature. And so I used that time to really connect with the vibration of nature, the trees and the grass and the animals and, and that type of thing. But I really learned to suppress it. I shared more with probably childhood friends, or I would kind of leak it into conversations to test the waters. Um, I remember in second grade when I when I first started talking to Archangel Michael, and I did so-called get in trouble, but I smile when I say that because it wasn't really trouble. But I remember the adults around me talking and being confused as to what the big deal was. Like, didn't everybody just see the archangels, and didn't everybody see these energy beings? And that was my first notice about myself that there was something different and so from that definition of different because it's not comfortable to be different right I hid some of that and it wasn't until I was into my probably early 20s that I really began sharing that publicly otherwise it was just with close friends or I would leak it into subtle conversations And even when I was in corporate America, I had to be very tactical about how I would phrase a question. So if I was in a boardroom meeting and somebody was dishonest about something they were saying, and I knew that, I had to weave that into my language and pose those questions so that it wouldn't be uh, finger pointing, but it would be more collaborative and it would be more gentle in that. So I think that's all part of my education process and working with the angels and guide guides and that's also why I think Archangel Gabrielle came to me so early is helping me navigate through articulation communication and how do you teach people and tell people about energy and about things that they can't see and for thousands of years or hundreds of years there's been teachings that try to negate that so I I also think we're just on the edge of that where it is more acceptable to be, uh, to see things and we're hungry for how to see things and learn things and this 
understanding that there are things beyond us is really starting to open up. Um, so when we talk about the kingdoms, how animals and crystals and the elements mm-hmm. and elementals and planets and the angels, all the, all the archangels are here helping us, how are they showing themselves to many of us at this time? And how can we awaken mm. and include them in our everyday Like you and I walk around and we it, it's our life. You know, this is our life. We right. don't have to kind of right. conjure it up you in some don't ways. Even it's think just, about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. So for our yeah. listeners who are still deliberating whether I have an angel, whether I have fairies that are helping me at this time, how can you help them understand the kingdoms and all of this of what's happening for us and helping us at this time. Yes. Well, because we're all so diverse and we all are on the evolutionary path at a different rate, we're attracted to different things and we listen to different things. It's, for example, not everybody likes jazz music. Not everybody likes country music. And so think of the kingdoms similar to that. It's like the kingdoms are here to help us evolve. But since we're so diverse, not everybody likes fairies and not everybody likes crystals and not everybody likes angels. Uh, so we, they've come together really to help us at our level what we're most comfortable for. Animals are probably the most comfortable that uh, the people might find themselves being drawn to animals or even stories about animals. I noticed like even during the pandemic, uh, people were joking about if they were sad, they'd go find animal videos to watch, you know, because it just made them happy. We, we have this draw to something higher vibrational than us. And the kingdoms provide that place to provide higher vibrational things. Animals are a higher vibration than us. Nature, fairies, crystals, the planets, all of those are higher vibrations. But we all tune into them very differently. So I would suggest to people, what are you drawn to? And know that what you're drawn to today might not be what's meant for you a year from now or five years from now. As a child we might be more drawn to fairies and um, dragons and dinosaurs, which are animal energy. But as we get older, we might move into rocks. You know, kids love rocks. They love to pick up rocks and crystals and plants. And as we get older, we might be more in tune to just being outside, just wanting to play outside. So we're more in tune to grass and trees and plants. And so much like in our life as we continue to evolve, those energy resources that help us will also continue to evolve. There might be times that we're drawn to certain saints or certain deities or certain angels or ascended masters. And there might be times that we don't aren't drawn to any of those and we're more drawn to, let's say, astrology, the planets. So whatever is fitting for you, listen to those messages. Ask the universe to bring the messages to you in a forum that makes sense to you. <laughs> I got goosebumps. Is that also a wonderful way of explaining? Because many people are saying, oh, darn, I don't see angels. And yet they're very attracted yeah. to animals 
and some people are attracted to the ascended masters and you know and then they go but i'm not necessarily attracted to crystals and so you've done, right. done a lovely explanation of just follow where that energy leads you and it's all the same thing I, I teach and I teach, and one of the classes I teach is about crystals, and I do a lot of hands-on, and I love watching people all hand crystals out, and I'll ask people, you know, what they feel in the vibration of the rocks, what they like color-wise, shape-wise, or what can they feel when they close their eyes, and there's always a few people in the class that are embarrassed to say, I don't feel anything, and I'm like, that's fine. You're just not connected to crystals, but I bet if I brought a room full of plants in here or a room full of animals, you would respond to those. So it, I, I think we are breaking that paradigm that we're all the same and we have to fit into the same method of em- evolution. And that's what's beautiful about the kingdoms is it, it provides for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really good for all of our listeners to hear and know because they somehow feel shamed or like you said guilty if they or embarrassed yeah i don't embarrassed yeah yeah yes yeah so primarily right now who are the people coming to you for help what do you think is the major need of the people right now oh that's um they come in waves, so it can be anything from uh, people representing like the mental health community or the health environment, doctors, nurses, psychiatrists, therapists, counselors, that they're like, is there an end to this? Humanity is struggling so much, whether it's our physical or our mental health, and I see them in waves, so I might get two weeks where it's just waves of that energy. Um, a, other common themes, I'm just trying to think of the last couple of weeks of common themes. People are really trying to find their place right now and asking the question, what's next? It's There's this feeling like there's nothing to look forward to or I've lost my direction to look forward to. And I think part of the the astrology that's going on right right now is the Pluto energy, the death and rebirth. There's so much of us that is dying off in order to make room for rebirth. It leaves many people in that stance or in that place of questioning, what is next? Uh, what is my purpose? What can I do to help humanity? So many times, again, people feel lost or they're asking that question like, what's next for me? Almost in a panic And I think part of that is our Western culture where we always have to have a plan. We always have to have a calendar with something on it for next year. We always have to know what our next steps are. And that's also part of an old paradigm for us to just allow to create space for that information to land, to show us what's next for us. And some people struggle and they view that as being lazy or directionless or not having that map. But in all this evolution, our our internal compass is literally changing. And so the map that we may have had five years ago doesn't make sense for us. Um, people are leaving relationships. They're leaving the cities they live in. They're leaving their their uh, careers. It's The compasses are changing, and therefore the maps are also changing. 
that. So I love everything that you've said so far. Um, how about people who are trying to distinguish between their mind's talk and their true intuition? How would you give advice to perhaps the listeners right now who are listening to themselves? What is the difference between the mind and true intuition? First of all, it's it's having that space and not trying to control it. If you're thinking, if you're thinking you want an answer or you're hoping for a prediction or an answer, then you're in that mind ego control, and it's it's uh, filtered through your beliefs, it's filtered through your desires, it's filtered through something where your intuition is is pristine. There's not a filter there, there's not an expectation. And sometimes the messages or the information are not what you want to hear. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. And an example, I sometimes I have clients that come and they ask about a, a particular relationship and they want to hear that it's going to be fine and that's not what their intuition is telling them nor it's what their guides are telling them and there's a part of them that knows that but their mental part wants it so wants it a different way and and part of that it what comes to mind hope is you know we have all sorts of knowledge and information about how to manifest things and we train ourselves to for example create a vision board and, and focus on that. And a, that's very healthy to do, but sometimes it creates an unhealthy expectation about what a situation should be when the universe is trying to show us something else. And so that's why I suggest create space, create emptiness just with love so that the universe can place that feeling there. And it's more of a feeling than it is a knowing um, or a word or an answer in that respect, it's it's a feeling, that gut intuition, that gut feeling. Yeah, I think that's, that's great. So a woman called in, and you get to answer yes or no, but a woman named Miranda had called, and she was asking, she's a very sweet woman. So when you connect with her name or her essence, do you receive any messages for her from her angels first of all Miranda I'm instantly I'm being taken outside and I'm just surrounded by flowers and I I see a combination of red and purple so like roses and violets are what is coming in and in that the violets are very earth earthly or earthy and it's also very indicative of our higher chakras. So we think of our crown chakra, the universal communication chakra, those chakras that are above the crown chakra. And the roses are our base chakra, grounding us and rooted. But it's also reminding us of the mother love. And so I actually get a mother message uh, for you is just moving into that mother divine energy of just being comfortable, being comfortable with who you are, where you are, when you are, and um, enjoying the essence of you. And then that will allow, so I'm wondering if she has questions too about 
um, how do I connect with my angels and guides? Because I get Archangel Metatron coming in here, and Metatron's about the Akashic Records, and he often is in that purpley-violet scheme of colors. So it might be a message for you on just ground yourself, let go, be yourself, be comfortable with where you are in order to connect with those divine beings that you so want to, and you already are connected to. Oh, thank you for that message. Yeah, I, I just don't feel like I'm actually getting any messages. I pray a lot, and I do ask for guidance and messages mm-hmm. and to be able to connect with them, but I just don't I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere, to be honest. So, And that's exactly what the message is about, is, is like mm-hmm. to ground yourself, to, to vision the grounding in the roses, and then allow yourself, because I feel like you're a visual person, to visualize those flowers, and then let go, and not mm-hmm. have any expectation as to how it should be, okay? Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, yeah, I've been trying for many, many years, I've been on this path, and I guess I, I, I'm getting impatient of something happening, but you're right, I just have to let go, and uh, just let it happen as it should. Let me ask, because I think this would be beneficial to others that are also listening to this. You know, when when I say connection to the universe or connection to the angels and guides, what do you vision it should be? And let go of that. Um, so many times because we're also diverse sometimes people might connect mm-hmm. if you close your eyes you might see orbs you might hear mm-hmm. a high-pitched tone um, you might feel like you're in this black void and before you connect lose the expectation as to what you think it should be because I think that's holding you in your brain as you're thinking it should be this versus just allowing it to be and then because they they represented flowers, it just feels like being outside or being in a, a, a place that is surrounded by nature would also organically mm-hmm. elevate your frequency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am surrounded by nature, lots of trees and mm-hmm. flowers. So Lovely. That's, mm-hmm. well, well, I appreciate the message. Thank you. Thank you, uh, yeah. uh, Reverend, also for allowing me to, um, my question to be asked. Thank you. Yes, thank you for your sweet energy. Thank you. So I love hope if you don't mind. Absolutely, go ahead. I, I just, I'm, I'm just requesting that the angels, so Miranda, if you're still listening, I'm just requesting that Archangel Michael wrap his wings around you and that the archangels of the east, which is Archangel Michael, south, which is Archangel Gabriel, west, Archangel Raphael, and north, Archangel Uriel, surround you and create that environment for you to connect and continue to work with you in this space. And this would be for you, Miranda, as well as anyone else that wants to connect. Uh, uh, I loved it that you said, lose the ex expectation of what you think it should be. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to work with the forces of nature and the forces of teachers who come forth and say, it doesn't need to look like how I see it. 
or I experience it. And and just your answers to these questions and your energetic field comes from that place of source, from the universe, Mm -hmm. that says uh, it doesn't need to be like how anybody else sees it or experiences it. Just allow it for you to have that experience. And I love that about you. Right. Right. Much of... Thank you for that. Much of this lifetime, we are unlearning and unraveling things that we've carried in our past. So, and that includes the rigidness about how everything has to be linear and how everything has to be graded or marked or limited. And the universe is not those things. The universe is infinity. So we get to unlearn the boundaries and then create the boundaries that we need around us to allow us to explore. Because even some of the, uh, I don't know if I want to say old, but old metaphysical teachings, don't you see yes. that kind of unraveling and yep. getting, yes. yeah, I thought so, I thought so. Yeah. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. Because and I, I tell people, in, I, th- I think it's in my first book. I want to go back and rewrite that because I think I do have a chapter in there about shielding and putting white light around you. And I'm like, I don't teach that anymore. I don't believe in that anymore. And even in space um, where the the shamanic practices are using sage and Palo Santa and Florida water, you know, those things that, that we need those things to to heal our space or clear our space. But what about just using your divine energy? Every time you walk in a room, and I know Hope, you're this way, because I can feel it. Anytime you walk in the room, that divine love that bubbles out of you is clearing that space. It just is. We don't need stuff to do that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's exact. My teacher, Christina Rose, is on the other side. And Christina Rose would always say the very same thing as you were saying. <laughs> and it's funny because she, she we were at the ceremony once, and the gentleman who was trying to light the sage, he couldn't get it on fire to light the sage. And sweet Christina yep. just went over and tapped him on the shoulder and held him and said, you know, perhaps you're the sage. Could you see that your energy could be the sage and your divine essence is able to clear the room? So I feel like that's exactly the answer to what is... So that's the road or the energy that we're going into is just using the embodiment of our divine frequency. Yes, and knowing that about ourselves, because I think sometimes people feel very depleted, so we look yes. we look to an external source to feed us. But if we understand that we're always plugged into our source and we just need to take a few deep breaths, connect with our heart, that we become the fire or the sage or the fan. We become that energy because everything is connected. Yeah, I, yeah. A few weeks ago, I I 
cleared space. I cleared office space and they wanted sage and Palo Santo. And, and in the end, I used a drum and my voice to go through. And I also learned that just from years of being in corporate America, I could not, nor did I want to really burn sage in those spaces, but just to walk into a room to clear the space for the next group of people that were coming in. It's that realization of we have those simple powers that are actually not so simple. They're very powerful. Mm-hmm. So how do you teach that? And and do you have trouble in your little world and and of being that energy in the world. You know what I mean by that? Is that some people will come to me yeah. and they'll say, so I don't want to hear what you're saying, Hope. What's spirit saying? You know, and to mm. me, I don't differentiate between that, just like I don't right. differentiate between the sage and the energy of who I am. So how do you live your life like that in no differentiation? where you're just the divine incarnate in your body? Because I can feel that and sense that about you. Yeah. I When I'm in front of a group, I will tell people, you won't know when it's me or when it's spirit channeling through me. Other than a couple of times, spirit gives me really profound words and it stops me in my tracks. <laughs> like it's, wow, wow, that was really good. But it is it is all in one, and that's why I say I'm a clear channel. I don't separate me from the energy that's coming through. I'm just delivering the message. And the beautiful energy that we're in right now is we all have that ability to, to tap into the collective consciousness library. So if we think about it, if I were to go to a, a congressional library, I could check out a book, but we also can go to the universal library and check out information or have access to that information at any given time if we just think that way and are open to those channels. So I walk, and that's why I say I'm, I walk the path. I walk this every day. There isn't, there isn't an off and on switch um, I walk this path. Now, there is an off and on switch when I'm connecting with loved ones on the other side because I do need to be in my house with my kids and, you know, the dog and that type of thing. But And those are the boundaries that I set up. But it isn't intrusive to me. It's a much more peaceful way of knowing that I can click in and click out whenever I want to or need to. So how did your travels take you to the elders in Peru and Argentina and Brazil and North America? How did that all come about? Was that through opportunities? <laughs> or you choosing? Or the universe just at work with you? Or It's the universe. It was me letting go. So in hmm. corporate, and, I, and from, from beginning on, from my first job out of college, I was traveling the globe. And... I would find myself in um, meetings or people would invite me to events. I was I had teams all over the world and, and one team I happened to have down in uh, Wichita, Kansas and I was working and my admin asked, she's like, you know, there's a drum circle. And I thought, I was just curious if it would be something you'd be interested in. Sure. 
let's go. <laughs> not knowing that I drum or not knowing. And so it's those types of things over time. My trips to uh, Brazil and Argentina actually were related to corporate America, and I had teams in those locations. And I traveled quite frequently. And uh, at one lunchtime in Argentina, they were they were honoring, they had a big grill out or cookout for me out in a pavilion and a gentleman walked up to me and he said he said we have a ceremony uh if you are here will you join us and and I got to sit next to I was taken to this ceremony um and got to mingle with the elders or sit with the elders uh when I went to Peru Peru was not business that was I I hiked the Inca trail and I went purposely to go to Machu Picchu and to, spirit, to experience the Inca Trail in the land. But I also did a mission there. I, I partnered up with a, a, a mission and worked in the hospital there for a couple of days just volunteering. And through that, I also was able to meet with the Cuero, the shaman of the Peruvian tribes, which I still have contact with on a regular basis now through Zoom. Um, and helping them with technology of all things, right? They opened me up to their world, and now we've been doing healings via Zoom to their village that they <laughs> they had no idea this technology was even available to them. So it's all part of who we are, where we are, and being open to where spirit wants to put you because the universe is always looking for volunteers. And you get to ask yourself, if I, am I going to raise my hand and just go for it? Because the spirit will pick you. If you sit back in fear, if you want to be in the back of the room and just wait and watch, then those opportunities come a little bit slower. Hmm. So do you think that people right now have a um, in their Akashic record or their spiritual contract to fall in the hole and fall in the hole and fall in the hole and then there are some at this time that do want to walk through the doorway and they're really Akashic records or their spiritual contract or their evolution, whatever you want to call it, is it's time for them to walk through the doorway. Is is that what we're seeing right now when people are leaving the earth, that some people are leaving because the frequencies are too high? I mean, I, what do you yeah. think? I I see I see a lot of souls that have contracts to educate us. So I'll use an example because I do see a, a lot of family members that have lost family members to a drug overdose or suicide, and they want to know what happened or why. And I do see a lot of those souls have a had a, a contract or an agreement to educate us. And typically, how some of those work is. If at a certain point in humanity, the rest of humanity isn't on a timeline that is more aware of, let's say, mental illness or health solutions, these souls will raise their hand. And so that part of their contract gets activated. They get like called to duty. If that piece of our humanity had been resolved, they wouldn't have had to be called to duty. They're like on standby but they've been called and they raise their hand and they're stepping into that mission. I think we have many, many missions in life. I, I look at myself and I think in my early 20s when I was out of college and on the corporate track 
and I knew I had this gift. Did I ever see myself where I am today, writing books about spirituality, talking, teaching, doing readings? No, I didn't. But that was part of my contract that at a certain point I did raise my hand that said, if, if the earth needs more teachers and more healers and more to help others evolve, I raise my hand to that. And so I think that's one of the things when, when I hear the, the story about the door or the hole, it's like I think some some are not ready for that and they might fall into the hole. Some aren't seen or they're saying, I, I don't want to. It's too much work. Um, some are simply done. If we think about the age of Pisces, those souls may be signed up to be in that 2,000-year time period, and they're not supposed to be part of the transformation in the age of Aquarius. So they're done, and they did their parts, and they get to just leave. I love that. I love that. So, um, and you do not need to answer this because I know it's very controversial because I get that a lot about the COVID shot or not. Mm-hmm. And people come from a lot of fear in both directions. Yeah. Um, so, I, so if I address, have, that, have you address that, what would you say about the COVID immunization right now? And, the diver- and, you know, the division that we have within the world in all areas, but that's truly one of the divisions we also have. Yeah. Well, it, it gives us polarity and we don't change unless we experience polarity so overall it's giving us sides or pushing us to choose and it's creating that polarity I don't have a problem answering that at all because of the teachings and I and I know more of from my teachers beyond earth I have been vaccinated and I really ask people to become vaccinated there's a couple reasons one I believe in science Two, I sat for a very long time and asked my teachers, I do believe that the formula and the science behind this was a gift from others or a gift from beyond to help humanity. Um, thirdly, I, when I went and got my first shot, I sat and I watched people because I watch energy. And I study people. I used to do this all the time. When I, anytime I travel, I'll sit at the airport and I'll just watch people's energy. And so I would watch people as they would walk in, get their shot, and then you have to wait the 10 or 15 minutes after. There is nothing in it that changes our, our, our humanity, our essence, our core. It is to help us. So that's my place. And I know it is very contradiction contradictory and and I know that people have every right to choose and that is our gift in this lifetime but also it is asking us to choose it's asking us to choose from fear or from a place of of more of a humanitarian and trust place thank you for answering that because it can be um Controversial, and and I have felt like I am the same thing. I I believe in the vaccination. I believe in the highest order of that vaccination. I believe that it's a humanitarian action. I don't believe that it it has power to destroy our DNA. 
I believe yeah. in divine energy within us as able. I kept on telling everybody when I walked in to get our shots, I said, okay, we're just getting a love serum in our sh- in our shots right now, and we're becoming more loving at this time. And everybody kind of celebrated. I mean, they were senior citizens. I'm a senior citizen. And, and it was, I mean, we like threw a little party. So I could see the orange yeah. field and the glitter and going up in the sky. And we were all just happy mm. to be humanitarians, you know, to help yeah. humanity. At the, time. The, the, gift, the gift of this, when we think about how quickly they were able to come together on a global plane and bring this together. So anything from the scientists to the biologists to the, you know, the medical communities to the manufacturing to the distribution to like everything. Now I've got a lot of years in corporate America, so I just marvel at how that was pulled off is mind-boggling to me. So that's why I say I know that there was or is help along the way and that this also opens the doorway if if our earth and the global teams were able to create this in such a short period of time we should be screaming at them to create cures for other things and to use science and that's part of the age of Aquarius is where science starts to come in that it's helpful not detrimental to us yeah. yeah, I am married to a gentleman, and he heard you say this because he listens to all my blog talks about our teachers, and he would come to you and he would kiss your hand because oh. he says the same thing. To come from a space of knowing all of these, uh, and it has to be, you know, there was women behind this, and, she's, and he believes it was divine love that so quickly yep. created this vaccine to lovingly get it into uh, the vessels of our body to bring hope for our future. So, um, absolutely. So I think you. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, so do you ever feel like the odd person out then when you have when you make a statement such as that with COVID and getting your invitation? No. No, I from early on because I I public speak and in fact, way back in February or March before this started, the message that I got as we were going into to uh, 2020 was there would be 13 variations of this and we had to stay regimented as a humanitarian unity in order to conquer this, and we still have a ways to go. And each time a new variant comes, it's scary, but yet it's meant to push us more to the understanding that we have to all do this. It's not just a few can not do it. We have to all decide if we're going to move forward on this. So, uh, On your bio, I know I didn't read it, but it says these energies that come to you assist people to transformation to a higher consciousness helping them release old patterns or old energy. And um, so that is what you're talking about right now, is that you're bringing through, even through this conversation that we're having on air, is you're bringing through a higher level of frequency from your collective or from your masters 
or from the universe? Because you have variety of, when you say you catch all of the frequencies of the universe, you want to explain that to people a little bit of what's happening for them perhaps right now if they're feeling this divine energy? Yeah, it's it's because everybody's diverse. So when I work with a group or I work with individual, I really bring in what is needed for that person or for that group. And if it's a group, it's going to be a collective. It might be a mixture of angels and animal spirits and fairies and it's whatever is needed. But it is about the uh, it is about the initiation of our higher self or about or about plugging into a version higher than where we are right now so that we can accept. It, it's like a software upgrade. You know, it, you get uploaded with a bunch of new features, but you don't have to choose to use them. They're there. And if you explore them, you might find those new features are quite marvelous. And so my role is to create that space to activate some of those things. I see people in like Christmas light type of format sometimes. And if your Christmas lights are all green, but you got one purple one, that purple one is going to stand out for me. And that tells me that that purple one needs to be replaced and a green one needs to be put in there. And so that green one symbolizes codes or keys or information from the universe that you now have. But because you are a sovereign being because you have free will and free choice. It will be up to you on what you do or don't do with that. Okay? Does that help? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Very much so. So when people come to you for healing, do you replace that bulb because you infuse them <laughs> with energy? I do. I either replace it or all the healers and the helpers that come in around me or them replace it. I can't. I can't take uh, credit for all the healing work that that I work with. So many masters of the universe, and they just come flooding forward to help that person in whatever way that person needs. And sometimes it's more comfortable. Um, sometimes people say after they are in a group, like even something such as this, that tonight they might dream really crazy or they sleep really, really well. It's because the masters of the universe, the healers of the universe, will come at an appropriate time if they want. And again, I want to just say this is all free will, but will infuse or open up different things for people. Hmm. So do you prefer group work or one-on-one work? Because I know when I looked at I, your bio and when I looked at all your stuff, I, I looked at podcasts that you've given and times that mm-hmm. you were at Lake Harriet speaking in on panels and things like that. So do you prefer doing group work or one-on-one? I, I do both. I really, I am a player of the universe, meaning that I have agreed to the universe that they will put me where I'm needed. And so if I'm needed to work with individuals, that's what my schedule will look like in a week or a month. If I'm needed to do more uh, group settings, that's where I will be. The podcast um, is now, <laughs> it's all over the globe. I have almost, it's we're nearing 50,000 uh, wow. downloads. That is 
that is simply a conduit to be the channel for the energy or for the divine uh, for whoever needs to listen to that. And I had said from from early on, even when I was in corporate America, my goal is to help humanity or to help the world. And however that looks, I found in corporate America, my companies would send me all over the place. I never knew why. Why am I here? You know, why am I in the mountains of, of Brazil? Or um, And that's true in my my work, my spiritual work now, I, I just, I'm that conduit. And so I allow wherever that is that I'm supposed to be, I agree to go. Hmm. I love that. A player of the universe. Write that down in my assistant. <laughs> yes, you are. You absolutely are. So I know that you have written a lot of books. What's one or two of the books that you believe that you have written that you believe could help people who are listening to us at this time? I think my second book, Messages from Beyond, really are true life stories of clients that I've worked with and their experiences of working with me, whether it was energetic or it was connecting with loved ones or connecting with their angels and guides is um, that one's always near and dear to me because it answers those questions about how do we, how do I know if I'm connecting with somebody? How do I know? How do I know? You know, we, we're in our mind. We just want to know. And then I do, my son and I, we created an oracle deck. And so my second choice of the other books or on top of the other books would be an oracle deck. And it works with the animal kingdom and the gods and goddesses. And it's a great way for people to choose a card on a daily basis or let's say a month. Just what's the message that my guides want me to know? And the text in the deck uh, so you pull a card, the text is very detailed, and so it it's, is so fitting. And I've gotten so many lovely messages from people that use it on a regular basis because it's an easy way for people to connect with the teachers of the universe and get that message or get affirmation that they're on track or they need to take a different track. So those are my two favorites. Thank you for sharing that. I invite all of you to contact Lori. Um, Lori, what, how would they be able to contact you if they wanted a healing or a session or a mentoring or more information about who you are and what you do or when they're um, trying to get a hold of that oracle deck, which I'm going to, and <laughs> messages of beyond. Um, yeah. Where the the best place you can you can find me my website is your life core c o r e and that stands for core is center of resource energy so it's all about heart so yourlifecore.com i also have a business page on either if you're instagram um or facebook you can find me on your life core in both those places and connect with me there well, I just want to thank you so much for being on the program tonight. I want to let everybody know that if you are listening to this and you have other people that you think, oh, I think this would be a good session for you to listen to and a woman to get to know, I would tell you to go to our archive at the Hope Interface Center and the Pure Hope Show, and it's all there for you to listen to it over and over and over 
uh, we have been speaking to Lori. Uh, did I pronounce your name right, Wondra? It's Wondra, yeah. Wondra, Wondra. We have been speaking to Lori, who is a psychic medium, an energy healer, a metaphysical and shamanic practitioner. She is a teacher and author. She is a motivational speaker and a corporate executive consultant. And even more so than any of that, she is certainly an advocate for people to evolve and know the truth of who they are. And so I just want to thank you once again, Lori, for being on our program today. Thank you so very much, Hope. I've really enjoyed this, and it's been such an honor. Oh, well, it's, it was. I'm glad that our pathways have crossed. It's been a delight. It's been a delight. So thank yeah. you so much, and thank you to thank our listeners you. today. And uh, without you, our listeners, we wouldn't have all of this exciting information to come forth. So I hope you felt the beauty of tonight's um, message from Lori Rundra. And um, may God bless you and the energy of love and light be instilled inside of each and every one of you. Until we meet again, namaste, namaste, namaste. Good night, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle. Be loving. Be true.